When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Is there a different, is this how you've always been? Did we just not ever see you shirtless thugging around on planes? Have you always been absolutely strapped, or have you had to change the way you treat your body as you've gotten older in the NFL? I have always been absolutely strapped. <laughs> More so in college, you know, in college. And you guys live this, if you remember. I mean, the college lifts. I mean, they are meant to make you look good at the beach. And you better believe on my senior year, I looked good at the beach. You like that? Who is this guy? Dude. It's on. So Who great. is this guy? Good you, for him. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves for ever being down on this man. Okay. Uh-huh. I've always loved Kirk Cousins. He's my favorite quarterback in the NFL, and he is <laughs> absolutely up. strapped. Oh, let's cut that one too. I Ab- have always been absolutely, absolutely strapped. strapped. Uh, we do have Declan does have an audio form. The new you like that too. You like that? Three, one, two, three. You like that? Oh, yes, amazing. Uh, we have three of those now here on this. Uh, Episode of Purple Daily. We can sprinkle them all in throughout the show. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And, uh, Judd, you're basically... uh, on the weekends, surgically attached to cans of Surly now. You're like Edward I'm Surly obligated hands. To be, I'm, I, I signed a document that said that I will never <laughs> stray away from, from. let's see here, a Furious, mm-hmm. a Logic Bomb, mm-hmm. Before I Die, which, by the way, is delicious. So, yes, when it comes to watching football on the couch, Judd Zolgad has one thing in, in hand, actually two things. A cold mug and a delicious Surly beer. And if you're not doing the same, what are you doing? Surly's great. Surly and football. Let's just say, and I'm a guy that knows this, it's the perfect marriage. You like that? I know all about perfect marriages. Sucking up to his wife. I know all about perfect marriages. Amazing. I am Mm. taking care of everything. Mm. Uh, We have a lot to get to on Purple Daily today, including a question about Kirk Cousins. We've got a pigskin pecking order. Where do the Vikings rank? And Judd will guess the PFF grades, but uh, let's let's be self-aggrandizing here for just a moment, if we could. A few years ago, when we were sort of just building Score North and trying to find our way from being an AM sports radio station and a a four-hour AM sports 
talk show, which Judd and I did for a number of years, and we navigated into podcast and YouTube and everything else. We didn't really know what was possible. We didn't, you know, we had certain ideas of milestones and things. But uh, you fast forward like basically three years from when we started doing YouTube content, and this morning we just hit fifty thousand combined YouTube subscribers. Thank you. Give yourselves a yeah. round of applause, yes. That's audience. You. Yeah, we are just here blabbing about the Vikings and Minnesota sports. That's across the Score North channel and the Purple Daily channel. 50,000 combined subscribers. Nice. And uh, it's mostly just, we just feel like we're kind of the the ringleaders for this Minnesota sports community and, and this Vikings community here on Purple Daily. So just a gigantic thank you. We're going to give you guys a, mm-hmm. an applause. You showed up on Sunday. Insane milestone. You're subscribing to the channel. You're yes. awesome. So thank you guys. We appreciate all of your support, and hopefully we provide you the requisite Vikings or Minnesota sports-related therapy or outlet uh, that you seek here. So thank you. Um, so I, I have seen a lot of people, and I get it. For me, I've been hard on Kirk Cousins. You guys, you know, I think to varying degrees, Judd probably more than Declan, been hard on Kirk Cousins. People throwing it. Back in my face on social media, wherever yeah. else, and you. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, pal. Oh, you're finally changing your tune on Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, he, he, this is the guy he's always been, and now you're just realizing it. So there's a lot to unpack here with this this new Kirk, who's this Kirk with, with an eight-pack of ab muscles and the, the bling around his neck, and he's going... He's going on McAfee, just super laid back and chill, and he's just... Game uh, last night, right? Uh, he was on the Eli on the and, and Peyton cast, yeah. yes. He's he's daggering teams like never before this year, and last year he sprinkled some of that into. So yep. I guess what is, when, when you when you hear that criticism as a Kirk hater, a longtime Kirk hater, Judd, yep. What what is your response to that now? Now that you're watching what you're watching this year, uh, my response is very very simple. This is what I always wanted to see, and again, it proves that in life, not just on the football field, if conditions are made to his liking and are darn near perfect, more so off the field than on right now, he is takes advantage and succeeds. Now, in my opinion, an adult who is paid as much as Kirk was can't let Zimmer and the culture previously affect him as much as he did. Does that mean that he should have been perfect? No. Mike created, I'm going to be careful how I put this, because Mike created a work environment the last couple years that was not good, okay? Um, Again, there was a time where Mike did a really good job. But that being said, I say to those folks who say, welcome to the party, now you're finally on the Kurt bandwagon. I say, yes, I am, but I'm on the wagon that I wanted this entire time, which was for Kirk to be having fun, for Kirk to lead in Kirk's own way, for him not to put up sort of this shield around himself and create this, this is what I think a quarterback should be. This marvelously sort of geeky guy now who's having a great time, I don't care how you do it, what Kirk is doing is being himself. That's what I wanted. But do I absolve him 
and say it was all Mike, which I see people now saying, see, it was all Zimmer. See what Zimmer did wrong. See what this and that. I say, hold on a second here. You were paying the day he signed his contract, at least. He was the highest paid player in the history of this league. And you're telling me that for four years he was like, I'm a victim here. I'm a victim. So I stand by everything I said about that, Kirk. I stand by it. And, And in fact, now I find it to be, Worse that he didn't try and break through with this guy, because if this guy existed, you know, screw Mike. If this guy had come out and said, this is who I am. And Mike, if you don't like it, kiss my butt. I'm going to have fun here. We're going to have have fun. Do I think it could have changed the entire environment? No. But do I think it's possible to to when you're as paid as much as Kirk is fly in the face of what someone you don't like who is in a quote unquote position of power? Um, and say, you know what? No, 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 no. We're going to do some things different here. You have that ability. So I stand by it. And, I, and I'm actually more upset that this Kirk didn't try to emerge because he clearly existed. And this is great. I think it's fantastic. But I'm not backing off my previous stance. Yeah, I, I guess where I'm at, there's there's so much to unpack here. And there's and there's some room. I'll, I'll, I'll speak for myself and not you can you can admit when you were uh, you can admit you were wrong. However, you want to if you want to. I was wrong where I was most wrong about Kirk is I thought I didn't know. I was skeptical that there was another level to his, to his game beyond what we had seen, regardless of, you know, Hey, you can bring a new coach in and whatever, but ultimately Kirk is just kind of who he is personality wise. And and Kirk is kind of who he is in some of these key moments late in games. And he was a little bit better in 2021, but, I don't know how much more a new coach can get out of a 34-year-old guy. And I will caution by saying we're only halfway through the season. There are plenty of big games and road games and playoff games to be played. It's it's not good. The season doesn't end with a fourth quarter comeback against the Commanders. And so let's let's let the season play out and breathe here. Yep. Um what what disappointed me the most in him considering how much money he was making relative to the rest of his peers and the team for the first few years was he was he he was letting circumstances dictate to him as opposed to the other way around it was well my coach calls the timeouts or well mike zimmer sets the culture or my offense lines this it's like well great quarterbacks and leaders don't just work here they dictate the work culture and the environment yes and that always rubbed me the wrong way about him that he was just a take the money and work here guy and they needed more from him, especially with a coach that wasn't a great culture setter. If your coach isn't a great culture setter, yeah, like obviously he's probably going to get fired at some point. And he did, but the next guy, if not the most important guy, is the quarterback to set the culture, right? So I, I didn't love for the first three, three and a half, well, maybe four years that he was just kind of like, well, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Mike Zimmer's got his thumb on this whole thing. Well, push back, be a leader, you know, be yourself, emerge, and so. He just needed permission, I think. Permission yeah. to it's it's okay to throw an interception at the end of the first half. Dude, it's it's okay that you're going to get pressured and smoked a few times by a defensive line. It's going to happen. He's got this amazing calming presence and guiding hand yes. with Kevin O'Connell now. Yes. That is just it's it's no longer oh god, things are going wrong. What am I going to do? Hey man. Every game something's going to happen. It's not going to go according to script. And so the, I think the best thing that Kevin O'Connell has done is make it okay for the circumstances to be imperfect, for your numbers to not be that great, mm-hmm. and you can rise above and still win. 
You know, he didn't do a lot of rise above and win in the first three years as Vikings quarterback. He started to a little bit in 2021. Defense was pretty shaky. So I guess my biggest takeaway here is that the fact that the team is rallying around Kirk Cousins in the way that they are for the first time. This is the first time we've seen it on this level. And it's in part because they're winning so many games. So it's hard when you're win-loss, win-loss every other week and you're below 500 to rally around a guy. So wins are leading to great culture and environment. Um, But he's also, I mean, think about this. He's tied his career high in fourth quarter comebacks halfway through the season. He's got like, what, seven or eight of them in the last two years? And he had three in the first three years combined? So... I'll say in the pie chart of my Kirk uh, opinions the last few years, I was wrong about, I think he's getting to a level in, in some of these late game and even some of the leadership cultural stuff that I wasn't sure he could get to. So I was wrong about that. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Season's going to play out how it will play out. Um, but where you and I were right was, this is the version that we've been crying for for years and now it's kind of arriving for the first time regularly. And what you just said is why, in my belief, despite the fact that there are a handful of good can- candidates, Kevin O'Connell right now is the coach of the year. And what did we talk about? For a long time, we said it's very clear, and this is this is proven to be 100% correct, it's very clear that Kirk Cousins needs somebody, not just to support him, which O'Connell does, but keep in mind, O'Connell is in his ear all the time. Kirk Cousins has the God-given ability to be really, really good, and none of us ever questioned that. You can see it in some of his throws. He has qualities that a lot of, of QBs don't have. That being said, he didn't have the confidence, and I don't know that he has the emotional calmness to slow himself down while playing. You know, Kevin O'Connell, we can't look past the fact Kirk Cousins has not risen up because he found something different. He's risen up because he's being supported now both as a person and probably most importantly as a player, right? So like this is a very nuanced discussion and I don't want to I don't want to make this sound like I'm dissing Kirk, but this is what we sort of knew, which is and this goes back to conditions need to be almost perfect. We don't just mean like blocking. Like it's not just well the offensive line's playing well now conditions yeah. are perfect. We mean support system we mean a guy possibly with 20 seconds left on the play clock to diagnose things and be like, okay, here's what I'm seeing. Here's what we're going to do. Kirk has that. Okay, now he's emboldened. Now he's confident. And even like in-game discussions with the head coach yes. about the play. How many times were Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins, okay, oh my God, while well, the offense is sputtering here in the second quarter, okay, let's collaborate for a few seconds here on the sideline. That, that never happened with Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins because Zimmer's a right. defensive guy. Yep. He's busy calling plays. Yep. While the offense is on the sideline, right? Yeah. And for, so you're giving more credit almost to Kevin O'Connell than to Kirk in the evolution of Kirk? I am saying that the partnership is the absolute key thing here. The part Don't overlook, and this is why O'Connell right now, I think, because he's taken a guy who's mid-30s and, and, and morphed him to the right place, I think it's incredibly important to give them both Credit and Kirk, you know what? Kirk buying in is huge too. So, so again, I'm not trying to diss Kirk. I'm just saying that I don't think this conversation is is well. I mean, now you just see if he gets away from Zim, I would say that there's probably a bunch of coaches who Kirk would be okay with, but O'Connell is like 
he is he was hired in part, and this goes to the Wilfs probably. It certainly probably goes to Quazy. Kevin O'Connell was hired in part because they knew that he could work with Kirk, and that becomes incredibly important. I, I look I label it in two different kind of parts here. So going into this season, it's without a doubt the Kirk Cousins era in Minnesota has been a was a failure. It was a disappointment and it was a failure. From twenty eighteen through twenty twenty one, it was a disappointment and maybe even a failure. Failure might be too strong. Oh, one playoff trip in four years. Yeah. I agree. It was a failure. And you were brought off a heels of a thirteen and three team. You went eight, seven, and one. You won a playoff game in twenty nineteen, but outside of that, it was a failure. Um, that was a team that went to the NFC title game that was a quarterback away from being a dynasty for the next five years, and you only made the playoffs one time. So that was a failure. This year of Kirk, and I think the offseason uh, mode that I had in my mind going into this year was Kirk is allowed to change his perception. He's allowed to change his perception with his play, with how the Vikings perform, and so far with the Vikings being seven and one, how he is winning how he's embracing being just honestly Kirk Cousins, he has literally changed his perception. This would never happen as we're watching on our YouTube channel, the awkward, hilarious dance with the chains out and his eight-pack out, if you will. Um, this would never have happened before. He's allowed to change his perception, and that's where with people who have been criti- critical of him, like people on this show and like a lot of Vikings fans out there, have now kind of adopted that this is exactly who we were saying he, we wanted him to be. He has changed that perception, and good for him. The Vikings are winning games, and he's having fun, and he has been clutch. Yeah. it's not. I guess if you've been watching the last five years and you think that, like, huh, this is the same guy that he was, that he's always been, both personality yeah. and comfort, and and also on the field and late game, you know, everything. Then I don't, I don't know what you were watching in 2018, 19, 20, and even parts of 2021. It's great to see now. The fact that it took sort of some external shifting to to bring it out, we can sit here and kind of debate. Well, I mean, ultimately, you'd like it, you'd like him to be more of the driving force of the changes. But however it happened, it happened, and it's been very fruitful for the Vikings for the first half of this season. Got to keep it going, right? Can't we can't you know there can't be like a four game slide where all of a sudden we're back to what we've seen you know this five hundred football muck. So the the season is not over after the Commanders game, but yes. Yeah, and the thing, too, that sort of flies in the face of the uh, Cousins Crusaders is this. His stats are down. His stats aren't great. Uh, and we always said we don't care about the stats because the stats drove me crazy because the stats would come when the Vikings were down by 14. The stats would come at times where where the inherent real pressure was gone, and so mm-hmm. like it was just time to throw the ball. And and that's what, what drives you nuts is when when Kirk would show that and cut it loose, you'd be like, oh, my God, there there's the guy. And then you'd get into a game where it was tight again and he would fail or he couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think the partnership between Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins deserves a ton of credit. Uh, but in my opinion, and this is not a put down, they go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's not just Kirk. Yep. And at some point when, when Kirk Cousins is no longer the Vikings quarterback because of age or otherwise or whatever it is, it, it, it does make you feel like, well, Kevin O'Connell seems to really know how to connect with quarterbacks and offensive players here in his first couple months. Absolutely. Obviously connected well with Matthew Stafford and, you know, put him on a career season, basically, along with Sean McVay. I don't want to take away from the real mastermind of that Rams offense, but. Well, Connell was the OC. I mean, he didn't call plays, but he's the OC. Yeah. And now the Rams might miss the playoffs. We'll see. Well, you know what, though? They got the flag. 
They did. They did get the flag. Um, before we get into where the Vikings rank in our pigskin pecking order, let's tell the audience about our friends at Finch Home Solutions and how they can help with various things that you might not feel comfortable doing. That's exactly right. Things you shouldn't do. But you know what? I I got a question. It's getting cold outside, right? It's getting cold outside. And and Declan, what's one thing when it's cold, if you were to go outside, that that you think would, would be a nice addition to the Goff estate? How about a hot tub? I love a hot tub. Do you like hot tubs? I love hot tubs. Okay, I got some news. Big hot tub guy for I you like office. That. Who's got two thumbs and loves hot tubs? This guy. You like that on three, one, two, three. I do. Exactly right. Well, you know what? To put in that hot tub, you need the electrical installation done. So, like, if you're th- if you're just thinking they're gonna come and plop a hot tub down, that's not how it works, folks. And that's where. Finch Home Solutions and my friend Cody come in. They do work like that. Uh, car charging stations, guess what? They need electrical installation as well. Where can you get that? Finch Home Solutions has the answers for things like hot tubs, for things like work or- around your house. The rhino's calling. Uh-oh. The rhino's oh, calling. He's, oh, he's no. calling during shows Dude. now constantly. <laughs> he's calling shows now. Okay, Finch is offering a free home safety inspection as well to all Purple Daily fans. 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. And if you do call because of this, make sure that you tell them it is because of the folks at Purple Daily that you have called so they can log that. And of course, anything that you can do to reach out to our sponsors, we much appreciate because that helps keep our show going. Finchhomesolutions.com. Also, prize picks is a very easy way to play daily fantasy. So here's how it works. You pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. You can do cross sport entries too. So you can just pick all the unders on like the Timberwolves. And all the overs on the Vikings, if they're playing on the same day, you can even run mixed uh, mixed sports entries like mixed martial arts uh, versus NFL or something. So promo code North and Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars, hundred dollars bonus with the promo code North on the Prize Picks app or PrizePicks.com. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's see where the Vikings rank here in our weekly pigskin pecking order, where. Uh, all three of us, the leadership of Purple Daily, the CEO, the CBO, the, the chief clickbait officer. Hello. He's good at what he does. Very and clicky. the CBDO, who is the chief beverage distribution <laughs> officer. Yes. It would be Judd. Uh, we, we rank the teams one through ten, and then we put it in a, a, a system that aggregates, and here's collectively who we think are the ten best teams in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills have been number one all year almost. Uh-huh. They fell out of mine. And now the Kansas City Chiefs oh. are the number one team in the NFL. I had them second, I believe. Let's see here. I think you I'm did. I'm pretty sure I had them second. I had Philadelphia one. But oh, that's, that's I wouldn't debate favorite. that. You did have them the second. The Chiefs are playing. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles now number two. Oh, dropping the Bills. Well, Eagles three. And the Buffalo Bills are number three with Josh Allen. Case Keenum saying Grabbing his elbow. Mm. Case Keenum to Stephon Diggs. I want a healthy job. This kind of pisses me off. I don't want... A backup quarterback in this I game. I don't want an injured Josh I'd Allen. I'd love to see Josh Allen play. Give him a cortisone injection and send him <laughs> out there. Let's see where the Vikings stand in the NFL. They're fourth on our pigskin packing order. We'll come back to that. Baltimore Ravens fifth. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys six. Mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins seven. Mm-hmm. 
Bengals 8, mm-hmm. Giants 9, Seahawks 10. The Seahawks. Who would have thought? Dolphins with two are just a different team completely. Yeah, they yeah they'd probably be higher without the three games that they lost. Mm-hmm. Do the Vikings win there if two plays? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. The way they're playing at home with him. Some years are just um, magical. Other teams think. receiving a vote or more. The The Niners had a vote to be in the top 10. Wasn't me. And the Jets had a vote to be me. in the top 10. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So this is it. Vikings are fourth. We all had, by the way, the Vikings fourth. All three of us had the Vikings fourth. So what do you make of our top 10 rankings here? Um, I guess my thought on the Vikings is this. Despite the record, I in no way, shape, or form was tempted to put them top three. Like those top three to me weren't going to change. They, now, I, I did I did put, I think I went Philadelphia, Kansas City, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But the point was, like, I thought for a split second, should I put the Vikings maybe? T-? You know, Buffalo is not, is, what, six and two now? No. So, if now, if the Vikings beat the Bills on Sunday, and in that case, I almost don't care who starts at quarterback, although I'm with you, yeah. I, I would like uh, Josh to start just to see them against him. But if the Vikings win at Buffalo, I think they definitely go top three. Wow. They have to because then the Bills become a three-loss yeah, team. Yeah, and they replace oh, the Bills, tough. and Philadelphia's going to lose at some point. Anyway, long story <laughs> short, uh, the Vikings at four. It's as solid for me as it's ever been putting them at four, but they were not a threat for this week to move into the top three. They can if they win on Sunday. Um, yeah, you're right. Even, even with uh, Josh Allen being having like half an arm essentially in that Jets game. <laughs> Uh, I still like the, the Bills are, are still just on, an, on another tier right now. So if you have an opportunity to make a statement, go in there and, and prove that you belong in that top three, basically, with the Chiefs, Eagles, and Bills. But not yet. I, I can't put them above them yet until I see them play on Sunday. Yep. The, the Bills thing's weird because if Josh Allen's going to have a, if he has like a torn UCL, that's that's the injury that pitchers have Tommy John surgery yeah, for. Yeah, probably out for the season then. I think they, I, well. Unless they can brace it up somehow, but. Someone explained. It might have been Rappaport. I've, someone explained it, uh, or a quote tweeted Chris Mortensen's tweet yesterday, and explained that if it's a sprain, it's only four to six weeks. Yeah. If it's something else, it could just be a weekly thing to monitor. Regardless, so I, I think he could be out potentially a month to, for for the next for, for the next month, basically. But if it's completely torn, well, if it's completely he's torn done he's, for the season. That's Tommy John surgery. Yeah. Okay. Of these teams here, and any and any other teams that aren't on this list, because I, I actually think the, the Niners are going to climb up at some point. How many of these teams can win the Super Bowl? Uh, oh, that's a great one. Uh, top uh, and teams that aren't on the list, like the Rams won it last year. They're not in the ten because right. they're struggling. The Niners have been there recently. So if there's other teams that by the end of the, even if they need like a month and a half to get right or something, how many teams can win the Super Bowl? I would say. I think that it's a viable now now team by team I would probably break it down a little bit differently but if I took a chunk of this I think the top 8 teams could all win could win the Super Bowl. The, bu- the Buccaneers are another team that aren't on this list. But yeah, but I I'm not I, I know they beat the Rams but I'm not buying Buccaneer stock. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't I don't know the Seahawks can and I might be wrong there too. But I mean the the fact is I'd be shocked if it was a Seahawks. Like, the top three teams to me are the clear-cut, okay, those are the teams. Unless Josh Allen's but out. Yeah, but in, yeah, and Philadelphia, what if they crash? 
back down to earth. You know, the Ravens are so weird because they, th- there's a case they, sh- they could be undefeated right now. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson's obviously dynamic and fun to watch, but that dude just continues to miss wide open throws. Just, just give me big plays. He did it yesterday again. Did you see the ball he dropped last night? It bounced like a basketball. He picked it up, ran yes. away from the defender, and launched a pass. Now, it was incomplete. It was incredible. It's it the was, damnedest it was, thing I've seen. Yeah, it was... It, but... Outside of that, I think I think the Bengals obviously can because they were just there. Miami is so interesting. Like that when the, when two is playing, they're a lot better. But will Tua how he performs the playoffs? Lights on. Does that change something? But that's true about Kirk too. True. Yeah. True about most a lot of these guys to be completely honest. Yeah. But um. Yeah. But probably the top three with a few others in this top ten that I can see winning. So probably five. five. I, I'm going to put the oh, 49ers on the list. I just. Even though they're not in the ten right now, with their defense and the fact that they've they've made deep playoff runs before, and now they've got another weapon in Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. At some point, I think is he coming back healthy? Hopefully, yeah. Um, hopefully for them, anyways. So that, that's tough. a team to watch. But yeah, I, the Dolphins. I don't know about the Dolphins with a first year coach and Tua. I don't know that they're going to make a run and win like three or four playoff games. The Cowboys with Mike McCarthy just making a boneheaded I, clock management move. I, I, I think it's almost checkmate. Mike McCarthy is like checkmate for the Cowboys. But he's won a Super Bowl before. That's why Sean Payton won't be. <laughs> yeah. The Ravens, I feel like they kind of knock on the door once in a while. The Vikings are definitely, if there's if you're going to say there's seven or eight teams that can win the Super Bowl, who are they? The Vikings would have to be in that seven or eight team discussion for do, sure do the vikings genuinely have another notch two or even three offensively is my question i think they do because if you do i believe a lot more yeah i th- i think if we're talking they do super bowl championship we, we we know that cousins overall statistics have another notch and so if he can if he can fill in the gap of where those statistics are are missing without you know, declining in some of his like fourth quarter end game play that has been fruitful for them. Then yes, Hold on then a second, can break away from somebody. Pop quiz, guys, rank the quarterbacks from this list. So top ten, rank. Are we assuming a, like a healthy Josh Allen? Yes, yes, yes. Rank so yes. Then, then Patrick Mahomes number one. Yep. Uh, Allen, I would put Allen too. Probably Josh Allen too. I yep. was, I would, I would flirt with Joe Burrow. Mm. I, I had Burrow mm. three. You're winking at Joe Burrow, aren't you? I like three. Joe Burrow. Hey, hey guy. <laughs> hey, Joe Burrow. Don't make it weird between me and Joe Burrow. <laughs> I think you did that. Um, it's hard because I guess Lamar Lamar Jackson's probably four. Hurts? I don't know what to do with Hurts because he's having a breakout year, but it, it probably has to be him at five. It's Kirk six. I would put what Tua has become with Miami next. Ooh, mm. Okay. Tua's having a bigger year. He's he's kind of being maximized more in that Dolphin system. Uh, he could also just be out for the year with a third concussion at some point. Well, let's just say for now he's fine. And then I would probably put Kirk seven. Dak, Dak and Kirk are like right next to each other. And then way, 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 way down would be Daniel Jones. Geno Smith above Daniel Jones. Okay. Sure. Oh, what about you guys? That's probably... Safe and accurate, yeah. I would put Kirk above Tua, but I I wouldn't die on the hill for it. Right I wouldn't now, die on the hill for it. To me, it's yeah, it's less I, about. I, I guess I, maybe I'm cheating. I think what coach quarterback has produced, along with weapons, maybe I'm putting Tua as the figurehead of the offense in Miami. Mm-hmm. If you're just isolating quarterback, then 
I, then it's probably more of a conversation. So if, if this is trust tree Super Bowl championship stuff, though, okay, here's my thing. Lamar Jackson is unbelievable to watch, but I feel like he could submarine you in a playoff game. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like the way Kirk's being coached presently, he might not. It doesn't mean he'll be outstanding, but it means he'll be manipulated into giving you what you need. I mean, Kirk could submarine you too, though. Kirk, well, just, sure he Kirk could, could just but spaz I, against pressure and throw a bad pick. But I mean, I, mean, I feel like, I, but I feel like with the the safety blanket named Kevin O'Connell there, the blinky is there for Kirk. It helps him out. Yeah, you got to have the blinky, dude. I know, but blinky guy's more of a stuffy guy. I, I, I like my <laughs> stuff, but I but I had a blinky too. Wolf, Wolfie. I love my blinky. I had a blanket and I sucked my thumb. My fiance still till I was forty. With a baby blanket. Does she? Yes. That's awesome. Holds it every night. I loved mine. Not me. I had that little poo bear. I had a little poo bear, which I still have, but it's like coming apart at the seams. Football. 1969. (laughs) It's a great poo bear. Right. So there you go. There's your your pigskin packing order and your impromptu, I guess, quarterback rankings. Let's see. Has the ringer updated? Let's get to what are people saying about the Vikings. The Ringer quarterback rankings. There okay. we go. You sucking your Think thumb a little more. Comes out on How long did you suck your thumb for, Phil? Uh, till I was probably three, maybe four wow. years old. Sucker, huh? Yeah, that's a that's old yeah. to be sucking your thumb. Yeah, I was probably probably like in preschool and still hiding the fact from my peers that I parents get concerned about you. My thumb. Uh, I don't know. Parents get worried. That worries parents. Because what if you're still doing it when you're in college? Well, I think they just think, you know, hey, hey, our friends, their little kid quit sucking his or her thumb at two, and our our Phil, what's wrong with him? He's still sucking his thumb. He's 13, and <laughs> Phil's he's a, in middle school. Phil's a freshman in college, and the one weird thing is he still sucks his thumb. <laughs> it's my one quirk. It's my one flaw. By the way, the no update on the ringer quarterback yeah. rankings what? so far it, this it's week. Usually, it's, it's Wednesday. It comes out is Wednesday. It? They need a, an extra day after the Monday game to process things. Yeah, it's usually okay. Wednesday. So last week they moved Geno Smith up to nine. Cousins at eleven. He was tenth at one point. So he's been kind of fluctuating there. Uh, but let's get to what some of the other ranking systems are saying about the Vikings here. The Vikings, according to five thirty eight, are projected now as a thirteen and four football team with a ninety eight percent chance. To win the division. I know you don't have the flag, but... Yep. Yeah. Wow. 98% to win the division. Imagine the flag is flying. (laughs) There it is. So, yeah, so they've simulated the season going forward here, and they think the Vikings are going to go 6-3 and in their final nine games, which would give them also a 7% chance to win the whole bleeping thing. The Eagles projected to finish 14-3. and Chiefs also projected as a 13-win team with the Bills and the Cowboys and the Ravens as 12-win teams. So, yeah, part of this is schedule. Part of it's how good they've they've been at just winning close games, mm-hmm. but a 7% chance to win the Super Bowl. Uh, Football <laughs> Outsiders has the Vikings right now on 12 wins simulating the season with a 96% chance to win the division. Mm. And let's see here. For Super Bowl odds, they got the Vikings with a three and a half percent chance to win okay. the whole thing, the whole bleeping thing. All right, what do you think? What do you think about these? I think three and a half percent chance is probably f- the fairest one. Um, here's where here's where I'm not yet, and it's been a magical year 
thus far. The team's played well, not great, but they have, you know, there's just years, as we discussed earlier, where fortuitous things happen for you. Here's where I can't get to yet, and I don't know exactly when it's going to take place. I can't get to the Super Bowl yet. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't get to a championship yet. Um, do I think that the Vikings are good? Yes. But here's what I don't, I can't tell. Um, I can't tell if they are Super Bowl type good. I have no feel for it yet. Like the Cousins thing to me is a great talker and it's great fun just because it's so much progress. And again, I don't care about stats. But, you know, the progress that this team has made with O'Connell and Kwesi going out at the deadline and getting Hawkinson, like that's all fun and those moves look really good. But I cannot personally put myself in a conversation place to, to be comfortable about saying, you know what? Yeah, I think this team can win a championship. Um, it's almost like I got to see the playoffs start. <laughs> you yeah. have any feel for that? Yeah. And you get not, we're not even, we're technically we're not even halfway through their schedule until what halftime of the Bills game because they've only played eight games. Yep. So they're as, as great as this start has been. And it's, it's, at some point, I think they're going to go through a lull of some kind because almost every team does. And a lull could be like three weeks where they go one and two or something. So, but they've built so much equity now by starting seven and one, they can afford to like drop a game against the Bills or the Cowboys or whatever. I'm not saying that you want to, but I'm with you in that I need to see, I need to see more of the commander style wins where you're just getting punched in the face on the road and you come back and you win. Right. But then I also would like to see a couple go, go win a game by 20, you know, go, let me pull up their schedule here. Uh, I think it's unrealistic to expect them to just like blow everybody out. Like everyone has unrealistic expectations of like margin of victory in the NFL. But how about the jets at home or the lions on the road or an Indianapolis team that just hired Jeff bleeping Saturday out of the broadcast. That's booth. another one too. A, Can you just beat the on your schedule. Off that team? They're on your schedule and they have a guy who's never coached like above and, high school. And you guys, this just dropped as we're recording, but the play caller for them. Uh, so this is this is from Tom Pelissero. Andrew Luck. <clears throat> I wish I totally wish it is parks. Frazier. He will serve as the offensive uh, play caller on Sunday. He was hired as Frank Reich's personal assistant in 2018. Oh, so he's just he's a defa- former he's Mississippi State Q. What does he do now for children? Uh, he joined as uh, his as an assistant. He was working wow. on the practice squad as a pass game specialist slash assistant quarterbacks coach. This is a genius tank. Thirty years old. Well, was is- he not? He wasn't on the coaching staff. He was on the practice squad's coaching, coaching staff. staff. He was and helping he, on practice And he was right. initially hired in 2018 as the personal assistant yeah. to okay. Frank Reich. Pelissero was saying that he is his title now is 30 years old. His title now is the pass game specialist and assistant quarterbacks coach. But he'll um, he'll serve as the play caller for this Sunday. So they just, they they this is, just bring incredible. in. They're, what is Jimmy Irsay doing? He's trying to. Lose out to finally get a quarterback back. I think that's what they're doing. Maybe maybe that's the smart thing. I mean, sa- I Saturday's going to be a disaster. Like, this do, you is think, a, do you think he's paying Saturday to, to shipwreck? Do you think he has an agreement with Saturday saying, yes. listen, I'm going to bring you in. <laughs> the answer to your question, yes. It's going to be a train wreck, but we're going to pay you like a million dollars. I just need you to lose games. Well, first of all, they're, I think they're friends. Second of all, Saturday was a consultant on staff already. Yeah. 
And so I think that they said we're going to fire Frank because we might as well just lose out. And and my guess is Jeff Saturday has no interest in coaching. So he's not going to care if he goes 0-8. There's no pride here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he just helps his old team lose out. I mean, they you know, like Dex said, they just named a kick. This is – this quarterback draft would possibly embolden you to try to tank, and this is tanking. And if you're the Colts at this point, yeah, what's the point in grinding out seven wins? You yeah, might stupid. as well just go all in, finish with four wins or something, and, uh, and go from there. But, so, like, for those who mm. say, teams don't tank, I love that one. Teams don't – yes, they find ways to try to lose front, games. Front offices and ownership yes. tank. The players on the field don't tank. But players do give up. They get bored or they quit or they exactly. they know they're going to get smoked or something. If I take they, lo- they lose, you know, yeah. If I take every bit of pride that you have, you'll quit on me. Yeah. Well, so that's why on December 18th at a time apparently <laughs> still to be <laughs> determined on their schedule. We don't know what we don't know what time of the day this game's going to be played. That's a team you should blow out. Or day, right? It says well, it yeah, says it Sunday. Says, there's two options, isn't it? Isn't it 23rd or uh, um isn't there two options there on? There were. It? Yeah, there were at one point. In, initially two options. Okay, so it could be Saturday or the, Sunday. Sun, the you know 17th. What? Okay. Why don't we play it on Friday at 2 a.m. so nobody has to watch this godforsaken thing. As and long we'll as just the, do a vent line after. As long as the Vikings win by 20 points, I don't care what time that game is played. If you're not running up the score in that game, you ain't going to ever run up a score. All right, it's time for Judd to guess the PFF scores here right, from football. the Vikings win. Presented got, by Olivia. I've got names written down here, first of all. Oh, wow. I didn't do any research, though. Okay. So, like, off the top of my head, I've got names. Leaders. But before I talk about that, I want to talk about, as Phil just said, how I lost weight. And most importantly, have kept that weight off. Dawn has done the exact same. Um, Heck, I, I mean, at the event that we did on Sunday, how many people came up to us and said, I joined and I've lost weight, too. You're all looking fantastic. And right now, if you are carrying some extra weight on the couch thinking to yourself, I'm going to gain more weight. I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to tell you that you are not going to gain more weight, and Judd Sportsdad is going to help you. If you join right now, you'll get eight weeks for free. The uh, The new Flex program, it lets you enjoy the foods you love, fruit, pasta, and even bread. That's the new Flex program. How do you find them? Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Livia.com is your ticket not only to weight loss, but keeping that weight off because it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change. Livia.com is how you start. Uh, also, our friends at Federated, helping businesses for over 100 years. They're one of us. They're based in Owatonna, Minnesota, and uh, they've been helping us in terms of uh, us growing our business. They've been a great partner for us at Score North and Purple Daily over the last several years, and they can be a great partner and guiding hand or offensive line for your business if you uh, if you let them. Federatedinsurance.com to find out more information. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Okay, it is time for Judd Football. to guess the PFF grades. Not the grades, but we're going to ask you who the three best players were. We'll start with this. Three best players on offense. All right. Who were they? Christian Derrissaw is a guess, is guess one. Mm-hmm. Find the right buttons here. It's been a while since I've used them. There you go. And I did not look. So I'm just going by off the top of my head. No, we know. Well, oh, you're yeah, good. No. You're good at this game, yeah. Hawkinson. And we know that you wouldn't know how to log into PFF okay. or find the player sure grades. Hey, been, I've been accused of cheating before hey, on things. So can you send me these? I, I've said that before. <laughs> TJ Hawkinson. 
So Christian Derrissaw allowed one pressure it's unbelievable. in that game. In a game in which Washington was getting pressures yeah. on like 50% of snaps, only one was credited to Derrissaw. So it wasn't his fault. Although there was a corner blitz that came off the edge at one point that was unaccounted for. So, And that looked like it was TJ Hawkinson's fault. I was going to say, he doesn't probably not the left tackle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So TJ Hawkinson. Hmm. He, did he not was good. fourth. Fourth. Highest graded player. Oh, oh, that's right. Top three. Mm. All right. My third name. Now he's flustered. Yeah. The, Can't the, think of other good players. That I had written down was Dalvin Cook. Oh, no. Chad. Didn't wow. he have like 2.2 yards per carry? I mean, I know he caught the TD, but we it, the, he, he was pretty TD. ineffective. Dalvin was the third lowest graded player. Okay. The guards. Oh, wow. The, okay. So the guards didn't play well. Mike Bradbury, I don't think, could have been it. I'm just off the top of my head. Jefferson like dropped two pass or could have caught two passes. I I don't know. Oh, you're just giving up. I'm giving up. up. I guess I'm gonna give up. He's I wrote him down. Up. I wrote him down. I don't oh, want to. No. I don't want to extend. Oh, no. I don't want to extend this too long. Oh, he's just giving up. Surely he's just laying too down. I'm I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm giving up. And now I got. On to defense. Okay. Who's the, next? The Well, Justin Jefferson was the second highest graded player. He was? Well, he, he caught, like, didn't he have like 150 yards? Yeah, but he drive, dropped a couple, or he tipped a couple balls. Ah, oh, come on. They were contested passes. And then yeah. Kirk Cousins overcoming pressure. You know, it wasn't like the the interception was, I don't know that it was his fault. I don't know how they parsed that Dalvin, out. Dalvin, or I'm, I'm sorry, it was Justin's fault, I think. It was also just tipped, like it was, it was a 50 50 ball. ball. It was yeah, a good pass. Or in the end zone. So good play. It was uh, Kirk. So as Jefferson the third. and Kirk. Okay. Darisaw number one. Jefferson number two. And Kirk Cousins number three. Hawkinson the, should have been a top three. That's he was very close. BS. Very close. I must said something. And then the the three worst players were Ezra Cleveland, who had a zero yeah. pass protection grade. KJ Osborne and Dalvin Cook. So there you okay. go. Wow. Okay. Let's move to the defensive side. Yeah, of the ball okay. here. I got Judd. my three guesses. Three and out, basically. There. I, I got my three. Well, I'd like this to go quicker because if I if I take too long, it bores people. I don't like that. I don't want to bore people. Okay. Okay. Uh, Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter was the third highest graded player. Uh, I'm going to go with, and this might surprise you, but I think he played a really strong game. Hicks. Jordan Hicks was the highest Jordan graded Hicks. defensive player. Yeah, and, really by, and by the way, he has by the way, he bye, has played bye. really these last two games oh, or bye. so, he's been fantastic. I was down on him, suggesting he not start. Okay. I was wrong there. He's played great like the last two or three so, games. Well, I think the question maybe that we should have asked a few weeks ago is okay, he looks like he was playing slow. Yep. Is he playing slow because he's thirty? Right. Or is he playing slow because it's a it's a new system with new teammates and it's just yep. it's system slow as opposed to like right. elderly football player anyway, slow. I apologize, Jordan. You were fantastic. So Jordan number one, you got you got uh, Daniel Hunter number three. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that came in and played well, and I think he did things PFF likes in his Antoine Winfield impersonation, a Caleb Evans. Uh-huh. Caleb Evans is the guess. Oh, it is incorrect. Good guess. Uh, uh, actually, I, t- I take that back. I'm sorry. He played enough snaps. Didn't I'm he? sorry. What? Uh, you nailed the top four. I misread this. I am wrong. I misread this. Oh, you wow. nailed the top four. Tough report. I was looking at only starters. So Jordan Hicks, Daniel. Well, you nailed three of the top four. 
because uh, you didn't guess the fourth one yet. Yeah. Jordan Hicks was number one. Dino Hunter so, is, if you, if you just I'm include bad. all players, <laughs> Hunter was four. Evans was two. Give me the third one. You got to get the third one. Hunter's four. I messed the game up, but there's still another one in the oh, top three. Oh, yet. Hunter was four. Yep. Okay, so I, I didn't get the top three. I got you got the top. You got two of the top three starters. There is a starting player that was third that you haven't gotten yet. Think, Judd. Think. Harrison Smith. Wow. Great guess. There it's it is. Right here. Hold on. Wow. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the Kirk Chain dance. Look at him. Look at this guy. Hey, chains. <laughs> we need to get Judd some chains. Get Judd some chains. We'll do that. We'll expense that Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> expense that off. <laughs> so, sorry, Dan. Sorry. Uh, you know what? We need an endorsement executives. with a jewelry company. <laughs> if you're out there, endorse me. I'll wear your chains around. The three worst players as graded by PFF were Cam Dantzler, Jonathan Bullard, and Chandon Sullivan. So hmm. there you go. Can a Caleb Evans play the slot corner? Well, we might be about to find out. Dantzler's not going to play. Right. So, yeah, I think he'll probably start. No, but I'm saying I don't know that Chandon Sullivan is long for this job. Once Dantzler comes back, mm-hmm. can a Caleb slide inside? Like, that's a different position, so you can't just assume it because it's not the traditional cornerback. But um, I liked what I saw from that kid. Yeah, he Good tackling he is hard to place, find. Man. All over the place. Uh, Jordan Hicks, by the way, seventh in the NFL among linebackers in total tackles. So he's always been just a tackling machine, yep. and he racked up 10 tackles in that game. So Most wrong on Hicks so far, and for me personally, Smith. Harrison Smith's played really well. Yep, and absolutely. I, was, I wasn't too high on him, so I apologize for that. He was premature writing off mm. of his Thank you. career there. Thank you for forgiving me. There it is. Uh, there's your daily dose of Vikings entertainment here on Purple Daily. It's Phil, Judd, and Declan. We're back tomorrow for a right. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Every Wednesday. So join us tomorrow for that. And a programming note, I believe tomorrow night, Boone and I are going to break down film uh, and other things. I'm sure he's calling you right now. Day. Well, we're trying to, I'm, I want to go visit his, Dude. he's got this offensive line. Bro, you got a training right by the facility. Yeah. Yeah. He and Searles, right? Trying to get out there. I, if he's going to put me through drills, though, it's I, right might, by the Vikings. I might be busy. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, he's got, know, he's got a bunch of 300-pound dudes running around. Declan does a bench press. That would just be terrible. <laughs> Dude, you might die. I would die. And then you're I do want to do the long jump. I want, I want, I want to see upset. how high I jump, though. I'm dead serious. I do want to see how high I can jump. I couldn't reach the bottom one, so. I don't want to see any Maybe I can stand on the, uh, the uh, yeah, crate the that I was using to adjust the lighting in here. I'll just go go and provide really comprehensive commentary and criticize you both yeah, good while job, I don't Dex. do anything. <laughs> no, I'd rip you. I'd be like, that's all you got! Uh, all right, we're back tomorrow here on Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time, and clearly he's not ready to hang up the cleats. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up-to-the-minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.